0: Messed up. Get the slash November rain shirt on. This is a very exciting week for the waiver wire. I know it doesn't seem exciting. You're like, are you kidding me? It's like a Hail Mary. Maybe Dalvin Cook misses time. Gotta get Alexander Madison. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta do that. Yeah, that's a good thing to do. What if Darrell Henderson misses time? We know that Cam Akers did, had a rib cartilage issue. Well now Darrell Henderson has a rib cartilage issue. Cam Akers missed multiple weeks. With torn rib cartilage, maybe it's not torn. Maybe it's bruised. I expect Sony Michelle to hog the carries in Week Three. I am right, so I'm putting a significant bid on Alexander Madison. I'm prioritizing him number one because he's just better than Sony Michelle. He's better in the passing game, especially. And this Vikings offense is scoring a lot, right? Like a ton. And now I know the matchups have been. As good as you could imagine, right? Especially for the passing game in Minnesota, you get the stone-worst secondaries in the league. You get the Bengals, and then you get the Cardinals. Who, who who are the Cardinals' corners again? Right? Do you even know Byron Murphy and who else? Right? It's like their slot corner is the one good corner they have. Right? So it's not what you want, and and they're they're, they're going to continue to give up a huge amount of points week in week out. So what I like about this week is there's a lot of sneaky wide receiver plays. Now I know the the running backs are straightforward. Sony Michelle doesn't seem to be a waiver wire guy. Like, hey, he's on, he's rostered everywhere. You can't get Sony Michelle. Where are you going to get Sony Michelle from? I, I looked on 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 Yahoo. He's rostered in like uh, 60% of leagues. What about James White? You should be listing James White number one. And we do, we will have our free agent auction bidding suggestions on my Patreon, patreon.com forward slash podfather. My fab guidance piece comes out every Tuesday afternoon like clockwork. And you're like, well, how can you not have James White? Because James White was selected on the waiver wire if he wasn't already drafted last week. He's been picked up, right? Whatever percentage of leagues where he's available, those leagues aren't active. On the flip side... The active leagues, those are the ones that dropped Sonny Michel last week because he didn't get any touches, he didn't get any snaps even, barely played, it was all Darrell Henderson, so all the savvy fantasy gamers just said, well, this guy doesn't have a lot of upside as a receiver anyway, we're just going to go ahead and drop Sonny Michel, so even though he's technically available in fewer leagues on Yahoo and the big platforms, actually in the leagues where people are actually playing actively there's a lot more Sony Michelle out there than there is James White. That's why we're going to talk about Sony Michelle, and we're not talking about James White. He's rostered. Last week was the week to get him if he was even available, and, and now that, that's gone, right? So prioritize number one, Alexander Madison, just in case. Sony Michelle, number two, just in case. These are offenses we want a piece of, and Madison is a more all purpose skill set and is more explosive than Sony Michelle. So that's why you prioritize them that way. Then suddenly, very quickly, you're into very fringe players. But I was incredibly encouraged, and no one's talking about this, Ty Johnson. Ty Johnson is the most explosive running back in New York. They just shelved Tevin Coleman, just relegated him. He's gone. It wasn't like, oh, it was a blowout, so they didn't want to play their crown jewel running back. We don't want to risk Tevin Coleman getting hurt. That wasn't what it was. He just is not as good. Ty Johnson is better in the passing game, and he's now more explosive. I think when they first came into the league, Johnson and Coleman were about equivalent in terms of explosiveness as slashers. But now it's all about Ty Johnson, and he led all Jets running backs and carries. Like, that's the news that's not getting talked about. We need a breaking news. Ty Johnson, man! Like, he didn't produce. Fantasy points, so no one's talking about him, didn't score a touchdown, so no one's talking about him, but Ty Johnson is the de facto primary back now in New York. Get excited, but the beauty is you don't have to spend a lot to get him, right? Just like 15% of your fab bidding, just dab a little bit, you know, 10, 15 bucks on Ty Johnson, depends on your league. If it's a competitive league, if it's 14 teams, yeah. You want to add a little bit more. If you think, you know what, my league mates are often asleep at the wheel on guys like Ty Johnson, then just bid 5%. Like you have to run your own fantasy team, I'm saying you can bid up to as much as 15%, but you likely won't need it, right? Cordero Patterson I'm less excited about because even though he he scored the touchdown, right? So you love guys that score touchdowns. He's not a real running back. And it's Atlanta, and and you could say that Atlanta hasn't even – less exciting running game than even the jets and then that's that's hard to say that's hard to do but th- i think that's that's what's up so i like Cordero patterson if i were running an nfl franchise i would have all Cordero patterson's at running back that's all my running backs would be just Cordero patterson's that's what you want you want incredible dynamism with receiving skills at running back whether they're big they're small i don't care that's just all my running backs would be those guys right be drafting all the elijah mitchells And all the Kenny Gainwells in the fifth, sixth, seventh rounds of the NFL draft. That would be my entire running back roster. If I were running an NFL team, I would absolutely want Cordell Patterson. But knowing NFL coaches and their sensibilities, I'm here to tell you that probably what we're going to see is more Wayne Gallman in the second half. I know, listen, Mike Davis, that was a sucker move. Whoever drafted Mike Davis should be ashamed of themselves. You knew it when you were doing it, when you were clicking the button. You felt gross. You felt, this is icky. This doesn't feel right. What is this? Why am I doing this? I just feel like I need a running back now. I just have to do, I don't know why I'm doing it. There's value here. His ADP suggests I should be drafting him, that he's a value, even though I'm drawing dead. With Mike Davis, you were drawing dead. You were drawing dead. Last year was the year to get Mike Davis in the waiver wire. This was not the year to use draft capital in an actual fantasy draft on Mike Davis. Look around your league. Whoever has Mike Davis, they're the worst fantasy gamer in your league. That's it's an easy cheat code. Finally, at running back, San Francisco running backs, right? Sadly, Trey Sermon, a severe double concussion. Oof. I mean, it's, 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 it's ugly. Jermichael Hasty high ankle sprain, ugly. Who's next? Trenton Cannon. Trenton Cannon looks pretty good. Have you seen Trenton Cannon on PlayerProfiler.com? Not bad. Right? I I, I kind of like him. So I don't know if NFL teams just don't know how to deploy these kinds of players. Like Trenton Cannon's the exact type of player I would be targeting. Runs a 4-4-5, four, four, actually a 4-4 flat at his pro day, and 90th percentile burst and agility. And he was a big time producer at Virginia state. I know it was a small school, but he was a big time producer. So he's able, he's shown that he could stand up under a massive workload. I know it's in college, but he was able to maintain health and durability with a substantial workload in college. And the guy hasn't, been used he's a lightly used race car that's what they acquire that's why they put a claim in on him and put him on the active roster immediately they're like we have a lightly used race car at age 27 this is the next raheem mostert you're looking for the next raheem mostert undersized explosive lightly used race car this is trenton cannon so get him and and the beauty is you can just spend uh, at most five percent of your budget stash trenton cannon absolutely he's going to be the 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 one b right behind elijah mitchell no it's not easy is it He's not going to compete with Elijah Mitchell to be the carry leader or the touch leader. No, but he's going to be in there. You know how the 49ers do this. They're going to rotate these backs around. He's going to be in there. And I'm excited. I'm allowed to be excited. I'd much rather this week try to just stash a Trenton Cannon. Also, don't forget to stash Jeff Wilson. Jeff Wilson's going to be back. He's on the short-term IR. Then I am you know, spending up at running back if Madison... Doesn't get picked, I'll grab him, right? If no one's bidding up Sony Michelle in the free agent bidding, I'll I'll snag him. But this week, I'm more interested in plucking Ty Johnson at value and then sneaking, just kind of sneaking Trenton Cannon onto my roster. I think that's the move at running back this week. At receiver, Rondale Moore, he was not picked up in enough leagues last week. I don't know why, right? We told you to get him. Some people didn't get him. Some leagues don't listen to this show. Good. You can take advantage. You can get Rondale Moore. He's, he's the number two there, right? As soon as you out-target Christian Kirk after what Christian Kirk did last week, it's like, oh, wow, this is happening. Rondell Moore is fucking happening, man. So let's just, let's just get him. This is, this is the team you want because they don't have anyone in the secondary except an above-average slot corner. As, again, always give respect to Byron Jones or Byron Murphy, or whatever is Byron something. Danny Byron, who do, who do, who knows? It's Byron Murphy, I know. But he's okay. But that's it, right? It's it's some of the worst cornerback play in the league, which means teams are going to be throwing 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 throwing. That means they're not going to be using a lot of clock. That means a lot of possessions, and then when the Cardinals get possessions, they run they run fast. They run their their offense at a fast pace. So, what does this all mean? It just means a lot more opportunities for Rondale Moore to get out there and catch a deep ball for a touchdown. This is what you're looking for. This is the offense you want to target. And there's Rondale Moore, and he has one of the best prospect profiles we've ever seen, was the most productive freshman in the history of college football. Like, did I just say that? Did that just I just yes, that's actually true. KJ Osborne, he's been even more productive than Rondale Moore. And he wasn't productive at all in college, but what he has is the special teams ability. And he's throttling Justin Jefferson. See, last year, Justin, Justin Jefferson would have, would have had one of those deep passes go to him. Now, some of that's siphoning over to K.J. Osborne. You might say, oh, well, you know, look who he's faced, right? The Bengals, the Cardinals, the aforementioned Cardinals secondary. Yeah, but here's here's the thing. If, Go back to the Vikings schedule. There's a reason why we like the Vikings just in general to start the season. Yeah, sure. Okay. You had the Bengals, you had the Cardinals. What if I told you, oh, he faces Seattle this week. Oh, right? So it's a good thing he's facing Seattle. Emmanuel Sanders, another underwhelming performance, but he got the six targets in a 35-0 win. Six targets in a blowout win. He's going to have double-digit target games and those, those six targets... Most of them were deep. He was top five in the league in air yards after week one. And then last week, all he did was put up 25 yards of reception. You can sneak Emmanuel Sanders in. So you're going to have to bid more to get KJ Osborne because he actually delivered fantasy points. But moving forward, I would rather have Emmanuel Sanders. But the beauty is you don't have to spend up for him. So he's the best value this week on the waiver wire, for sure. Also, Zach Pascal, because you have to keep looking at who are these guys playing right? We're streaming wide receivers. You could stream wide. the beauty is you can stream wide receivers. And This is what I keep talking to I just keep beating this drum. Listen, you can stream wide receivers. You don't need to panic about wide receiver three flex, right? It's it'd be nice, right? If you could play lamb and Cooper cup and Tyler Lockett wide receiver one, two, three. In fact, many of you did that, right? Many of you did that. So congratulations. You're loving life right now. But you you didn't have to flop the nuts at wide receiver. You could stream, right? You could stream. You could stream Emmanuel Sanders. But look at the matchups. You got KJ Osborne going against Seattle. I like that as a stream. Zach Pascal, he's getting the Titans, man. He's getting the Titans. This is what we want. Zach Pascal, oh, he's not really the alpha. It's actually Michael Pittman. Maybe. Week one, Pascal more targets. We know they love Pascal. Week two, Pittman more targets. No Paris Campbell. It's down to Pittman and Pascal. I like Pascal against the Titans this week. Why not, right? And going back to Brian Edwards, he gets another difficult matchup. This week, Xavier Howard and or Byron Jones. This is just another brutal matchup. But you want to get him. You want to get him. He's going to have a big boom week. They distribute the targets very widely in Las Vegas, which I hate. But he is still the one wide receiver with an alpha profile, and I'm, I'm just making sure I'm stashing that guy. He might be dropped this week after he did nothing last week. Oh, I tried him out. He didn't work out. I'm going to drop him. Or I drafted Marquez Callaway. He's done nothing for two weeks. I'm going to drop him. These are guys you want to pick up because Callaway is like Sony Michelle, who's dropped, and you can scoop him from someone who doesn't know what they have. A true alpha tethered to Jameis Winston. And eventually, Marquez Calloway is going to be able to go up against corners that are not J.C. Horn and or Dante Jackson last week. Before that, Jair Alexander. The matchups will get better. They will soften for Marquez Calloway. Keep him stashed deep leagues. Same with Brian Edwards. Maybe you're not playing them this week. So I'd rather play Pascal this week. I'd rather play Osborne than Brian Edwards or Calloway. But I want to keep them stashed. The Eagles get... The Cowboys, Monday Night Football, and this is very interesting because you have Jalen Rager, he's getting dropped, Quez Watkins, he went over 100 yards, so no one's going to drop him, but he's still not owned anywhere. Like Everyone's like, ah, Quez Watkins, he's number three, Jalen Hurts not throwing the ball a lot, eh, eh, right, eh. Here's the thing, here's the thing, we don't know who the number two is there. It could be Quez Watkins. Quez Watkins, so far, is the most efficient wide receiver in Philadelphia, and they do face the Cowboys. And this week, I think that Trayvon Diggs should match up with Devontae Smith. And I think targets will funnel to Dallas Goddard and Watkins. I mean, eventually they're like, listen, Watkins, all he does is make plays. Like two catches over 100 yards. We got to get drop more plays for Watkins. Rager has been number two on in targets each week. He hasn't gone boom yet. But against the Cowboys, he could do it. So, this is what you, if you're trying to stream in deep leagues, you're looking for a dart throw. I like the Eagles receivers, but even more this week, Cedric Wilson, because Amari Cooper also with a rib injury. He's very questionable. I would just grab Wilson, stash him, see if Amari Cooper's active. If he's inactive, boom, 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 get him in there. Get him in. This is a starting wide receiver on the Cowboys. In week three, if I told you you had this guy and Cedric Wilson, he's he's pretty exciting. Now, he's not as athletic as like a K.J. Osborne in terms of the depth receivers. But, and so he's different. K.J. Osborne's bigger. K.J. Osborne's more athletic. K.J. Osborne was more productive on special teams. So I I think as a player, K.J. Osborne's more exciting. But Cedric Wilson has the thing that K.J. Osborne does not, which is he was dominant in college. 35.5% college dominator. So he's good at football. So I like that he's just good at football and I think that he has a chance to go boom in a big way. In fact, of all these streaming wide receivers, if Amari Cooper is out, I would stream Cedric Wilson over everybody we mentioned except Rondale Moore is not a streamer. Rondale Moore is a guy we're just playing every week, right? And finally, these Denver receivers, they're interesting. It's just Denver. And it's not going to be good game conditions again this week. We We saw it last week with Denver. It's just... The target's funneled to Cortland Sutton, and then the other issue is Noah Fant is their second receiver, and they have two quality receivers at running back. So where is K.J. Hamler and Tim Patrick on this pecking order? Eh, right? So you might think, oh, the Jets, Jets, great matchup with the Jets. Stop looking at the secondary to judge the matchup. That's not where you judge the matchup. The matchup comes from the likelihood of a shootout erupting and breaking out. And look at the game total, 41. Vegas is telling you it's a terrible matchup. You're like, oh, but the secondary, the Jets don't have any good corners. So what? So what? If there's no points being scored in the game, where's the upside? And the Broncos are 10.5 point favorites. That means Vegas thinks the Jets are going to score 16 points, and they're not going to put up a fight against Denver. They're just not. And in those game conditions where you're looking for volume to get there with a guy like Tim Patrick, I would play Patrick if it was a more competitive game. If it was something like the Chargers or the Chiefs, I would go Tim Patrick. But when I know there's going to be less volume, like it's just the air is going to be taken out of the football in this game, because it's also at home. Oh, it's just, they're 10-point favorites at home. The Broncos are not going to be looking to throw much. In that scenario, if I had to pick, I would go K.J. Hamler just because he can do it with fewer targets. He can get there on a long touchdown. And speaking of long touchdowns, Anthony Schwartz. Anthony Schwartz. Anthony Schwartz. He could be the number one. I know the tight ends will be the number one, so I actually like David Njoku this week with Jarvis Landry out. David Njoku is a nice streamer at tight end this week. I also like Blake Jarwin. He out-targeted Dalton Schultz. 4-2. 4-2. to two. And anytime I can get a piece of this Dallas offense, if I can get someone who's the, the, the technical starter, and Blake Jarwin has explosive athleticism, as does David Njoku. So these are late bloomers, explosive athletes, and Njoku is high up on the target pecking order now without Jarvis Landry, sprained MCL, but Blake Jarwin's a cowboy. And so either one of those, I, I, I like both. Those are my favorite streamers this week. Njoku and Jarwin at tight end. But Anthony Schwartz in Cleveland, I know it's the Bears, and, and this game's gonna get dragged down into the mud. If you don't hey, if you don't like Denver getting 10 points against the Jets, you can't like the Browns much this week. No, but we're talking about a wide receiver room that has been totally blown apart. Like who, no one's sure whether Odell Beckham's gonna play or not. Who knows? Raise your hand if you know if Odell Beckham's gonna play or not. Nobody knows. So, so given that. I, I do like Anthony Schwartz as a Hail Mary play. I'm not dropping him. I, there's, there's leagues where I'm, I'm considering dropping him, and I'm like, he could be used a lot more heavily than anyone imagines. He's coming off this dud where he got benched. These are the games where you're like, ah, I don't know. Right? Deeper leagues, dynasty leagues. That's the reason I'm not dropping Marquez Valdez-Scantling. He had two deep passes just out of his reach. Anthony Schwartz, KJ Hamler these are speed receivers that are going to be volatile all year, but I'm not dropping them because I like the situations that they've found themselves in moving up the depth chart with receivers falling down all around them. Also, don't forget to stash Rashad Bateman. He'll be back soon. If you have an IR spot or you're deciding on fringe guys, Rashad Bateman is much more talented than anyone on waivers most likely. And I, Kept the best for last. The best for last this week. You know who it is. Do you know who it is? You don't know who it is. yet. I, I didn't mention it because we don't talk about quarterbacks ever. But get excited, man! Justin Fields. Justin Fields. If you're gonna invest any free agent auction budget money on a quarterback, you would rarely do that. Rarely would you do this. But Justin Fields is the Justin Fields is gonna. Have, he has Mooney deep. He's got Allen Robinson. The short intermediate quadrants. He could throw to uh, Damian Williams as a quality receiver, as is David Montgomery. He's got Cole Komet. Okay, now I'm just, I'm not making a good case. <laughs> as soon as you get to Cole Komet, it's like, wait, what are you talking about again? I thought you were trying to sell us on Justin Fields. Mooney and Robinson with Justin Fields. That's pretty exciting. I like that. I like that. I don't necessarily love it this week against the Browns, but I, I want to get Justin Fields. Even if you have like a Kirk Cousins and you're happy with the production... If you don't already have a mobile quarterback like a Russell Wilson, I would go and I would get Justin Fields. I would prioritize him. Konami QBs are the path to victory, maybe over everybody else. Hair's getting messed up. Get the Slash November Rain shirt on.